How do you know it's an election year? Because Joe Biden is finally going to East Palestine, Ohio. <laughs> What's up? What's up? This is Marque Saves the Republicans. It's true. We thought, you know what? I'll be honest with you. I'd even given up hope. I'd forgotten about Joe Biden going to East Palestine, Ohio. But then I remembered, oh, yeah, it's an election year. Joe Biden is down in the polls. Joe Biden's approval rating is down. Joe Biden is getting pummeled by pretty much everybody, especially Donald Trump in the um, in the swing states. And I have to tell you, I was listening to the radio after my show, which I usually don't do. I try, you know, back when Rush Limbaugh was around, I would do my radio show and it would be over at noon and I'd get in my car and I would listen to Rush Limbaugh on the radio. And I did it for a couple of reasons, because number one, uh, I wanted to see what he said about the same stories I just did. Because the new, look, fun fact, all the news is the same, right? Like there's a guy goes by the name of Kilmeade. He does a three hour radio talk show just before me. There's a guy comes after me named Hannity does a three-hour radio show about the same news that I've been talking about. It's three different dudes, three different shows, all the same news. So, you know, there's the personality differences, the way that, you know, it's presented. I play games. We do a lot more phone calls, that kind of stuff. But the news doesn't change, just the people delivering it. And so I would always listen to Rush Limbaugh because I wanted to see two things. A, did he do any stories that I didn't do? Or did he give more weight to stories that I maybe thought were not as important? And nine times out of 10, if he did, if he did a story or if he said something, or maybe it was the same story, but he had some unique take on it, or he found some glimmer or insight that I had missed, I would, I would be in my car and be like, oh, of course, I'm an idiot. Why did I think of that? God, this is why this guy's so good. Or, you know what else would happen sometimes? And this was like, this to me was like winning an award. There's people here, like there awards are big to a lot of people. If you walk into our newsroom and they are just uh, like, they're all about the, how many awards can we win? The guy that the Dementor in charge of the news station is always in here about awards, this, that, that. Uh, I'm not a big awards guy, unless it's a cash award. <laughs> if it's, that's the one thing I always, people are like, hey, do you want to apply for this award? I'm like, well, is it a cash award? Or I want to know that I've won. Years ago, there was this, uh, there was this big award show in Jacksonville, Florida. And they called me and they said, hey, congratulations, you've been nominated for this award. And I said, oh, did I win? And they said, well, we're having a big ceremony down at the Florida Theater and tickets are like 50 bucks each, but you get dinner and drinks. So I go, wait a minute, I have to buy a ticket to the award ceremony to see if I want, like I'm a nominee. Do you charge nominees at the Oscars or the Emmys or the Tony? Like, do they have to pay to go to the Oscars? I didn't think so. But this is what, it's a big fundraiser, right? So they call people like me and they say, you've been nominated for this award. How many tickets would you like? Thinking that I'm going to buy 10 tickets and bring my family and my friends and my coworkers and all that. And then, and then I'm like, no, nah, I'm like, I'm good. Thanks. And they go, well, we'd love for you to come. I go, well, did I win? And they said, we can't tell you. And I said, well, I'll tell you what, if you let me, if you tell me I've won, then I will come down there. I will buy some tickets and I will accept the award, uh, the award live on stage. Uh, but I'm not coming and spending money if I'm just to look like a loser. That doesn't make me like so that I can just leave feeling worse than when I showed up. I go, I'm not doing that. So uh, I didn't buy the tickets. I didn't go. Fun fact: a friend of mine went, texted me the night of the award ceremony, and said, "Congratulations, you just won best radio host in Jacksonville." <laughs> and I go, "Oh, please accept the award on my behalf." And he did, which was great. And I still have it hanging on my wall at home. Also. After they, this is, and this is how I know it's all a, this is all a scam. The, most awards are a scam. It was a scam because after that year, like I was the best radio host in Jacksonville that year. Okay. I didn't buy any tickets next year. Didn't even get nominated. 
<laughs> and I was like, oh, is that a, I fell from best to not even nominated in one year just because I didn't want to buy a bunch of tickets to your store. I see how it goes. I see how that, is. and I don't blame them. I'm a capitalist myself. Um, but anyway, what was I saying? Back to uh, something about awards. Oh yeah. Uh, but to me, the, the real prize, the real exciting thing was hearing Rush Limbaugh say something that I had said, or, you know, if I got in my car after the show and I turned on Rush Limbaugh and he was making the same exact point that I was making, I'm like, yes, I nailed it. Yeah, I can do this. Look at that. I'm Rush and I, we're vibing. We're on the same wavelength. That's awesome. Yay. And then he passed away. And now when I get in the car and I'm driving home and I hear somebody else say something that I said, I don't think, yay, we're on the same wavelength. I think that bastard's stealing my stuff. <laughs> if I turn on Killmead one morning and he's saying something I said the day before, I'm like, get Killmead. And I text him, I go, stop stealing my stuff. You don't see me talking about sports and Teddy Roosevelt. And anyway, that's, that's kind of what, that's kind of how I feel. So, um, but anyway, so that was, and I had a whole, I had a point to all of this, uh, but I forgot what it was anyway. So I was, so, I was, so anyway, so I was listening to the radio after the show and, uh, yeah, I, I totally forgot my point, but let's get back to East Palestine. So Joe Biden, um, you know, because he's getting walloped by everybody is now trying to figure out a way to bring up his, I guess you would say approval ratings. He's trying to figure out a way to not look as ridiculously bad as he does. And so he's campaigning. And he came to Florida, for example, yesterday. At le okay, campaigning is part of it, but also fundraising is really the big part. He came to Florida yesterday for a fundraiser, which is different than campaigning. Fundraising is you go, you have dinner, you shake hands, you take pictures, you call Donald Trump a loser, which he did, and then you collect a bunch of checks, you get back on the plane, and you fly away. Campaigning is when you go out and you try to explain your position to a group of voters, likely voters, and convince them that you're better than the alternative, the alternative in this case being President Donald Trump. And that's going to be a tough road to hoe for Joe Biden. Also, Joe Biden's campaign advisors, I don't know that they're doing, I don't know that they're doing him any favors because they've decided on the one year anniversary of the East Palestine, Ohio train derailment, Joe Biden will be finally traveling to East Palestine, Ohio to meet with residents. Now, this was easily one of the biggest stories of last year, of 2023, the East Palestine train derailment, the big, I mean, it looked like a nuclear bomb. We saw the smoke cloud. Everyone was saying there's toxins in the air. You had J.D. Vance walking around in big, you know, he was in big rubbers in the, the creek looking at dead fish. There was this, that, that glossy gasoline type of haze over everything. People were they didn't know if they could stay in their homes or if they had to evacuate or if it was safe. Uh, everyone was freaking out. What, why aren't they cleaning it? What's happening? How did it happen in the first place? And Donald Trump got on his plane, dropped everything, flew to East Palestine, bought people food, bought them pizza, handed out MAGA hats, did a speech, met with the people, met with the, the, uh, the cleanup crews, met with the first responders, told everybody we're praying for you. And man, the place erupted. It was, it was exactly the jolt in the arm that they needed. It was the shot of adrenaline they needed to get through this whole situation. And not only did Donald Trump go there and, and make these people feel better about themselves and make these, give these people the hope that they were looking for, but he also made Joe Biden look like an even bigger doofus than he is. He made Joe Biden look like he doesn't care about the people of East Palestine because Joe Biden never went. Joe Biden said he was going to go, but you know what he did? He didn't go. He sent Pete Buttigieg. He sent Pete Buttigieg, who I'm going to be honest with you. 
I'm not saying Pete Buttigieg is a bad representative, but Pete Buttigieg is a horrible representative to send to East Palestine, Ohio. First of all, he had so many, he was caught by a reporter walking down the street with his buddy. I'm sorry, his, his husband. Uh, what's his husband's name? Oh, I forget. Um, Ch Chastin. Uh, Chastin? 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 Chast I don't know. It doesn't matter. But he was, he was hanging out with Ch Chastin and they were walking down the streets of D.C. And they were going to some restaurant or bar. Who knows? And a reporter cut up and said, are you going to go to East Palestine? And you know what Pete Buttigieg said? He said, um, I'm actually going out to dinner with my husband. And that was a bad look. Then when he finally got to East Palestine, he was giving a press conference and he forgot what he was saying, much like I did moments again, moments ago. And he actually said this while he was in East Palestine. It made our Thanksgiving Day special while he was in East Palestine at this deadly train derailment where this plume of, of toxic smoke was pouring into the sky and contaminating the entire area for miles and miles and miles. When he, when he forgot what he was saying, he actually said, sorry, I lost my train of thought, which I don't think, I don't think, I mean, it's just a bad choice of, um, it's a bad choice of words in my humble opinion. So Pete Buttigieg went, Joe Biden didn't. Pete Buttigieg went and Joe Biden stayed in Washington. Joe Biden said he was going to go, but he never did. Corinne Jean-Pierre was asked over and over and over again, are you going to go? Is he going to go? He's like, he's going to go, but you know, he's a busy man. Too busy to talk to, well, let's face it, Republican voters in a red state. Uh, finally, though, Breitbart reports, Biden to visit site of East Palestine, Ohio train derailment. Biden will meet with residents impacted by, de by the derailment and hazardous chemicals that were subsequently spilled into the community as a result. The White House said Biden will address his administration's progress in working with state and local leaders to protect the community and hold Norfolk Southern accountable for their actions. Biden was heavily criticized at the time of the incident for never visiting the community in the weeks and months that followed the February 3rd disaster. Residents were finally given the all clear to return to their homes February 8th, but not before toxic vinyl chloride gas was vented and burned, releasing a plume of black smoke over the town for days. On their return, they were met by President Donald Trump, who visited East Palestine after the accident, where he delivered truckloads of bottled water to residents. President Trump is meeting with the citizens of East Palestine, and he will never forget them and what they are going through. Contrast that with Biden and the federal government, who have failed them from the beginning, Trump spokesman Stephen Chung told Breitbart News. Uh, all right, so there you go. So e even this month, by the way, White House Press Secretary Corinne Jean-Pierre, she was asked if Biden still had plans, and she told reporters he's going to visit when it's most helpful to the community. Fun fact, that apparently corresponds directly to uh, corresponds directly to an election year. So that's that's his plan. Now, again, you're going to see more and more of this pandering. This is, of course, pandering to people in Ohio who've already given their vote to Donald Trump. These people are not going to vote for Joe Biden. There's nothing he can do or say in East Palestine that's going to sway their votes. There are people in Ohio aren't going to respect him. The people in Ohio aren't going to say this is the guy for us. In fact, if anything, if anything, and again, I'm no campaign management person. I'm no, I'm no, you know, presidential campaign guru. But I will say this. I feel like at some point you just have to write it off. Like at some point you go, okay, this thing happened last, what, February, January, January, February. Uh, I didn't go immediately. I didn't go a month later. I didn't go in the summer. I took a lot of time off. They found top secret documents in my garage. I got totally sidetracked. 
I fell down the stairs a couple times, busted my ass in June at the Air Force Academy commencement. Then it was July. Then it was July, Christmas. I, you know what? I, at some point, you just don't go. At some point, you have to say, this was a missed opportunity. I'm never going to go. Because I feel like now you're just opening yourself up to more criticism, more insults, more bad press, and more declining poll numbers. If you can believe that Joe Biden's poll numbers decline even more. Maybe that's why he's so hype on getting Taylor Swift's uh, support for his reelection campaign. Maybe that's why Taylor Swift is being used as, a, as an operative for the Democrat Party, which, oh, by the way, can I read you this? I don't, again, I feel like I've mentioned a lot of other radio hosts in today's podcast. And I usually don't like to, I usually don't like to mention other radio hosts, but there's another radio host who tweeted something out yesterday, a very long, a very lengthy explanation about this Taylor Swift situation. And to me, it's bizarre that a grown man would give this much thought process and actual time to the Taylor Swift, Travis Kelsey are working for the Biden administration to get him reelected conspiracy theory. This radio host, not going to name any names, but his name rhymes with, well, let's just say his first name is included also in his last name. So like, I don't know if you remember the, the uh, American, there was an American Idol performer named Philip Phillips. It's very similar. This guy's name is his first name, his first name again, with then the word son on it. Oh, I said, I, anyway, I've maybe said, to, anyway, so this guy, blank, blank son, E.E., <laughs> e, we'll call him, uh, this guy, he writes on Twitter yesterday, and I don't usually respond, I, re, I don't usually pay attention to these kinds of things, but this one caught my eye because the Taylor Swift thing is interesting. And he wrote, let me explain what is actually going on with these hucksters, frauds, charlatans, and grifters on the right. So, he starts, and this is a conservative radio talk show host, supposedly. This is a guy who is a conservative radio talk show host, used to run a conservative blog, supposedly a, a big Republican, and also a never-Trumper. But this guy writes, let me explain what is actually going on with these hucksters, frauds, charlatans, and grifters on the right. So all of a sudden, he's setting it up to be an attack post on other conservatives. They don't believe it. They hope you might believe it. They are nihilists who don't care about the outcome or consequences of their lies. Many of the same Swift-Kelsey conspiracists were Pizzagate conspiracies. Fine when others caused harm. Would they care only about their clout and buzz and how viral they can be online? It is not a coincidence that many of them are social media influencers or social media experts. They want to show donors and political campaigns how they can make things viral and generate buzz. They don't care that you are mocking them. They don't show that. They show how they trended. They show how they made a topic go viral. Damn the consequence. They performatively hump Donald Trump's leg and they don't really even care about him. They're only with him because, again, it helps their clout and gets them links, tweets, and clicks. They've concocted a conspiracy about the most popular woman on the planet and the most popular sport in America and are fine to turn people against both and have it all tied to Trump because they don't care about him. They care about money and the grift. The consequences be damned. So he's out there attacking right-wing uh, social media outlets and stars. And I know exactly who he's talking about. He's talking about Jack Posobiec. He's talking about Benny Johnson. He's talking about Charlie Kirk. He's talking about a bunch of the TPUSA crowd. 
He's talking about Tim uh, Poole. Oh, you know, probably he's talking about me, let's be honest. And he's talking about these folks who he believes don't even don't even care about Donald Trump, but only, what do you say, hump Donald Trump's leg uh, because it gets them linked tweets and clicks. They've concocted a conspiracy about the, about the most popular woman on the planet, and they don't care about him or the consequences. It's ironically similar what he's saying to what the Democrats have been doing for years. The Democrats have taken the most popular politician in history, Donald John Trump, and they have concocted lies and conspiracies, and they've done it all to generate attention and links and tweets and clicks. Look at the fake news media industry. Look at CNN. Look at Jim Acosta. Jim Acosta would be a nobody if Donald Trump had appointed when Donald Trump pointed at Jim Acosta in the White House press briefing room, that very first press conference, and said, you are fake news, he catapulted Jim Acosta into the stratosphere. And everybody else in the media realized it. They realized that Jim Acosta was now somebody. Jim Acosta got the attention of the president. He was called fake news. And CNN and Jim Acosta, they, man, they, they milked that cow till, they, till that thing keeled over from uh, dehydration. They took it and ran with it. MSNBC, the New York Post, I'm sorry, the New York Times, rather, the Washington Post, they all took it and ran with it. They realized that by doing the same thing, by creating conspiracy theories and falsehoods and lies and untruths about the most popular man in the world, they could generate clinks, clicks and links and likes and shares and get the, get the advertisers and the elites to pay them big money. And it worked. And this guy on the radio, I never heard complain about any of this. I never heard him complain about any of those people doing this kind of thing. I never heard him say, Donald Trump's an innocent man and these people are all taking advantage of him. They're concocting these terrible, horrible, no good, very bad stories so that they can make money. I never heard him call CNN and MSNBC grifters, but he's more than happy, this Republican conservative talk show host, to look at other Republicans and conservatives and call them criminals and shysters and con men because they believe that Taylor Swift and Travis Kelsey, who are popular, and openly promote vaccinations and, and uh, you know, may or potentially uh, enter into the political fray with a performance or an appearance with or on behalf of Joe Biden, he believes that they are totally innocent. It's really interesting, again, how, you I mean, you really got to pay attention to these so-called conservatives and think about who are they really representing? If they're attacking fellow conservative talk show hosts and, and, and social media influencers and people who are just trying to get Donald Trump reelected, are they really conservatives themselves or are they pretending to be something they're not in order to influence people and make a buck? Which makes me wonder who really is the grift? Actually, I don't wonder. I know. <laughs> I'm just leaving that. Hey, listen, enough about that. I don't like to talk about other radio hosts and I've spent like 30 minutes doing exactly that. So we're going to wrap it up, but don't worry. Don't forget. You've got a real show uh, coming up at noon Eastern. You've got the real news coming up at uh, noon Eastern, 11 Central. The Mark K Show live on all of our Patriot Radio Network stations. It's live streaming on all of our fantastic live streaming platforms. All you've got to do is tune in. And don't forget to join our Patriot Network. MarkK.com is the website. M-A-R-K-K-A-Y-E.com. If you join our Patriot Network, you're going to know that you get the information first. If Whether it's our brand new book launch, which is coming up soon, whether it's a new uh, opportunity, a piece of merchandise, whether it's an announcement about the show, uh, whether it's, you know, whether it's uh, you know, any, inf whether it's just like the news that you're not getting anywhere else. Sometimes I just get a crazy insight and I'm like, you got to hear about this right now. 
extra content, videos and, and audio and podcasts. All of it is available first to our Catriots, but only if you're on the Catriot network. So go to markk.com, markk.com, M-A-R-K-K-A-Y-E.com and sign up today. We'll send you automatically a free digital copy of the Catriot Manifesto. And uh, like I said, we'll, we'll uh, hook you up with all these other great things as well. Got it. Listen, I got to edit. I got to get this up there. Make sure you're, you're tuned into this podcast every day. Make sure that you're liking and sharing and telling your podcast provider to please keep providing you this podcast because you enjoy it and you're influenced by it and you're in, inspired by it and you're educated by it and you're entertained by it. And you know that if you listen every day, you're going to be able to do the one thing that we all have dedicated our lives to. And that is to save the Republic.